Lucy and Kel relate the final of the five one-hour specials through the month of October, Mental Health Month, on a Friday that has tried to end us all, Lucy. But we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Weather-wise, and we are looking forward to a great hour to wrap up this month-long series of specials. How wonderful, hey? How wonderful we've been able to spend Fridays together as a family talking about mental health. It's something that affects nearly all of us in one way or another. If not us, then definitely one of our loved ones, a spouse, a child, a mother, a father. And it's really important we keep talking about it and removing the stigma around all things mental health because we're learning so much more about it in this day and age. And it's been a wonderful, joyous journey over the last five weeks. We're finishing up with a great one today. So get ready. Get your questions ready. You can text your questions through on 0428899899. Yep, we're just talking anxiety. Straight ahead, yeah. anxiety. We've been dabbling in the different areas of mental health over the last four specials. Today, it's just anxiety in all of its shapes and forms. How are we dealing with it? Yeah. How can we understand it better? Mm-hmm. What is causing it? Hopefully, we have some answers for you in the next hour or so with a very, very highly sought-after professional, Dr. Jodie Richardson. She's on the other side of this list. She is indeed. So you've got about three minutes now, like I always say, to go grab your cup of tea and sit down and enjoy the next hour of Relate here on 89.9 The Light. Lucy and Kel relate and we are wrapping up our fifth, the five specials, the one hour specials across the month of October, Mental Health Month. And we're talking anxiety this very afternoon. We are indeed a topic that's very close to my heart and I'm really excited to talk to our final expert. And my goodness, haven't we had the cream of the crop the last five weeks? Dr. Michael Carr, Greg, Justin Coulson, Steve Budolf, and now an incredible doctor who is an expert on anxiety, having lived it and also studied it. I love that combination. She's going to have such insight. 25 years in the field of health and well-being and clinical practice. She is the founder and director of Happier on Purpose. She's in so many magazines and online publications. She's got a great podcast called Well, Hello, Anxiety. It's Dr. Jodie Richardson, and she joins us. Good afternoon, Dr. Jodie. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Cal. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Well, you're very easy to introduce because you're so lovely and you're doing so much in this field in one of the most common, well, the most common mental health condition in Australia. I was reading, Dr. Jody, that one in four people on average will experience anxiety. One in three women, one in five men at some time in their life will experience anxiety. And in a 12-month period, over 2 million Australians experience it. So it's something that's mm. affecting us all, Dr. Jody. It is, it is. And... At the moment, with the uncertainty of the pandemic, it's you know it's been a, more of a challenge. So whether or not people have had pre-existing challenge with their anxiety, or if they haven't really experienced a lot of anxiety before, you know, in a in a big way, because everybody gets anxious at some stage or another, um, it's been a problem because of the uncertainty. And you know, we know with kids that there are you know usually at least a couple of kids in every Australian classroom who are going to have an anxiety disorder. So mm. it's it's a huge challenge, so it's really great to be here talking with you and our listeners today. Dr. Jody. we probably should start by just addressing what anxiety is in general. A lot of us, I feel, sometimes may get confused with what over-worrying might be mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. compared to anxiety, panic attacks, things like that. Could you break it down for us? Uh, of course I can. Well, first of all, anxiety is a normal human emotion mm. in the same way that we feel disappointed, frustrated, excited, joyful... We feel anxious and it's the brain's way of keeping us safe. 
so we can have everyday kind of normal anxiety that most of us will experience each day with different things that might crop up, whether or not it's talking live on the radio or whether <laughs> whether or not it's, you know, giving a presentation at work. You know, there's a lot of people who, and, and we were one of those families this morning, extremely anxious about whether we've had a lot of big, big trees come down. Mm. And, and so there are those normal reactions to stressful events and then the anxiety settles. Oh, the wind's dropped. We're all safe. Yes, there's a lot of cleaning up to do. No, we can't get the car out of the drive, but we're okay and the anxiety settles down. But, you know, there are, you know, those of us, me included, who have anxiety that really gets gets in the way of everyday life. It's it's the type of anxiety that, that gets in the way of functioning and that's when anxiety can become a problem. So it's really good to clarify the, the difference between that normal anxiety that settles yeah. and the anxiety that hangs around and continues to cause yeah. you know, problems for people. Let's talk about some of the symptoms of that next level of anxiety uh, because I'll tell you what, Jodie, I have had a rough four years of my life personally and I had never suffered from any sort of anything not anxiety I was the world's happiest person and then suddenly mm. I remember my first time I went to the doctor and I didn't even know I had anxiety Jodie I went there and I said to the doctor I'm really struggling to breathe I can't breathe I think I must have some sort of asthma or hay fever and and she's such a great doctor she she pretty quickly realized it wasn't related to that at all and one of the very first signs of me and my anxiety was my failure to be able to take a deep breath I couldn't take a full breath and that's what alerted me to the fact that I, I wasn't okay. And when the doctor found out the circumstances in my life, she quickly diagnosed me with that. And and it's been a journey for me and it's something I'm, I still walk and, and battle at the moment, Jodie. But what are some of the other mm-hmm. symptoms that people feel? Oh, Lucy, thank you for sharing that. And, and it's funny because that was really one of, other than a nose, like a sick stomach as a mm. child, the, the difficulty breathing was something that I've experienced mm. as well. And it's really helpful to make sense of all of the symptoms by talking a little bit about what happens. So the brain detects a threat and the body goes into what's called fight or flight. And most people have heard of fight or flight. And essentially a whole cocktail of neurochemicals are dumped into the bloodstream to prepare us to physically fight for our safety or to flee a safety. And whether or not it's a personal challenge where your safety might not be threatened, but there's a, an upset of some sort of difficulty, whether or not there's a, an imagined event, you know, an imagined event that, that's really frightening or, or we perceive something, the brain and the body react in the same way. And so this response that's supposed to keep us safe and does, and we need to keep us safe, um, and, you know, it races our heart. We Our breathing becomes shorter and faster. We end up with some trembling sometimes because we've got a lot of adrenaline in the bloodstream. We can we can perspire because the brain's anticipating a lot of movement, the fight or flight, and and so the cooling mechanisms turn on. We sweat. Mm. Um, you know, we can also become you know really laser focused on the threat. It's very hard to concentrate. It's very hard to make good decisions. Um, and we can get a very upset stomach uh, because digestion is not needed when your life is at stake, and so blood moves to other parts of the body. It's fascinating, isn't it? I know people that have that quite chronically when they get anxious. They, they run to the toilet and I used to go, how does this make any logical, biological sense? But it does because it's all so connected. It is. And, and I think it makes, it goes a long way when people have a good understanding of why they feel the way that they do. And, you know, like with yourself, with that breathing, you know, when we, 
when we've felt anxious and not realised and we've spent hours breathing sort of in quite a shallow way and our blood gases get out of whack, mm. um, then all of a sudden we're, we're trying, we're starving for that extra oxygen and we try to de- de- do a deep breath and we can't. Um, and also what can happen, we, and it was great that when you noticed that that was a, an issue for you that you sought help, um, mm. and, and that's great that you went and sought help for that. Sometimes people have those symptoms and then that just spurs more anxiety. People like, what's wrong with me? Mm. Why am I feeling like this? There must be something else wrong. I don't understand. And so it's really great to be able to shine more of a light on it. We're catching up with Dr. Jody Richardson. We're talking anxiety in general and all of its shapes and forms and how it's affecting the majority of us on a day-to-day basis, how we deal with it, yeah. how we unpack it, where it's coming from. Dr. Jody is available to you right now, Light Family. We are live across yep. Melbourne until 1 this afternoon. So get on the phone, one three hundred triple seven eight double nine. Yeah. If you'd like to talk about your anxiety, what you're dealing with, a family member or a friend, however it pertains to you, Dr. Jody is ready to take your calls. A lot of people live on Facebook are watching as well with a lot of questions. So you can jump on the phone with those questions one three hundred triple seven eight double nine, or you can text if you'd like zero four two eight eight double nine eight double nine. We'll be back with Dr. Jody Richardson just after this on eighty nine point nine. The Light Positive Radio. Lucy and Kel relate as we enter into our final one hour special during the month of October, Mental Health Month. Mm, and the most common issue with mental health in Australia right now is anxiety. And we have Dr. Jody Richardson, who's a specialist in anxiety, talking to us. We've just heard about what anxiety is, what are some of the symptoms, and I'd love to move into talking about how we treat anxiety what are some things we can do and the great news is we have a few phone calls specifically related to that d in bandura joins us hi d d how are you doing good d what's your question for dr jody so um over the last probably 18 months probably beginning of the pandemic a couple of things have happened and i often find i can't breathe feel nauseous feel physically shaking so all those high anxiety things i've had a panic attack how do I manage these um, working in the community and not trying not to like flake out at work and things like Great that? Great question, Dee. Great question. Dr. Jody, you must get asked that a lot. I do. I do. And it, it's really hard. It's really hard. And if you're working and you're not able to sort of, you know, share that you're struggling with anxiety, it does make it difficult that... When, we, when we're able to allow ourselves to experience the symptoms, know where they're coming from and put some strategies in to settle them down, it helps a lot. One of the things that I'd really encourage you to, to do on a daily basis or multiple times a day when you think of it, D, is to start doing some really deep, strong breathing. What this does is it activates the vagus nerve, which actually helps to tell the brain that you are safe, that the anxiety response is no longer needed and it can start to settle down. So if you can start to practice that sort of two or three times a day, just some nice belly breaths, nice deep belly breaths. And then when the anxiety is sort of rising, you feel it rising, bring that breathing practice into action, put it into action. It should help to settle your system. Another thing that you can do is really high intensity exercise, you know, 30 seconds of running on the spot or some star jumps because it brings that fight or flight response to a natural end. But I'd really, I'd really love to see you seeking some help because it sounds like you could do with some extra special care for you and your yeah. anxiety at the moment. Yeah, Dee, that's lovely. Thank you, Dr. Jody. We've also got Melanie and Pakenham joining us. Hello, Melanie. Hi, Lucy. How are you going? So well, Melody. What's your question regarding anxiety? 
So um, I just want to help my kids. I've got some teens and um, they've got some, and myself too, have some chronic anxiety um, and we're all getting professional help and stuff. But what can I do as a parent to help them with re-entry back into school, back into the community? Mm. It's it's a challenge for a lot of people at the moment. One one thing that I would do is I would really validate how they're feeling, that I think it's really natural to be feeling anxious. And when we give our children validation for their anxiety, they the, there's a part of their brain that says, oh, mum gets it, mum's hearing me, mum understands. And, and that's very calming to start with. The next thing I'd do is I would look at ways that you can sort of uh, dip your toe into the water and, and just slowly but surely sort of build up their social contact now school's hard because it's kind of often seems all or nothing but the kids who might be really struggling are they struggling with school or is it just life in general um life in general life in general i would eat i would i would talk to them about easing back into kind of into life outside of the the home and i would also help them to understand why their body feels the way it does, helping them to explain by letting them know that there's a part of their brain that's detecting a threat and it's powering up their body for fight or flight, that they can recognise that, they can do some deep breathing, maybe a grounding strategy, some high-intensity exercise to settle the nervous system down and and build a bit of courage to, to be able to you know, ease back in, you know, step by step, but also knowing that you can have a little bit of anxiety but still move forward once you, you know what's happening and, and sort of how to dial it back. Thank you so much. This is all really... My pleasure. Good luck. <laughs> this is all really good stuff. It's almost yeah. a little bit counterintuitive, isn't it, Dr Jody? where the body is doing something it thinks is doing to protect yeah. you, but your brain now <laughs> has to counteract that and try and reason with what your body's doing. It's very, very hard. And, you know, one of the things that we, we don't like how it feels and, and we want to avoid what makes us feel anxious. And, of course, we when anxiety fronts up and, and there is a danger, we want to be able to listen to that and retreat and stay safe. Uh, but when when something meaningful is happening, uh, you know, maybe going for a job interview or, you know, going back out into the world to see friends after, you know, an extensive lockdown... Um, you know, doing something meaningful sometimes means feeling a little bit anxious and moving forward uh, in a way that sort of just eases you back in. Catching up with Dr. Jody Richardson, we're talking anxiety. She is the expert, and I think even just having these conversations, having these brave, light family members call up, talking about their own personal experience is helping. And absolutely, if you have a question, we've got a, almost a full board of calls. One three hundred triple seven eight double nine. Dr. Jody is with us until the end of the hour, and we're talking anxiety. If you have a question, feel free to call through, or you can text through your question. Oh four two eight eight double nine eight double nine. We'll be back with more after this. Lucy and Kel relate the final one-hour special inside the month of October, Mental Health Month. We've talked to experts right across this month in regards to mental health in all its shapes and forms. And today, we thought we'd wrap up this month-long series just talking about anxiety, something that we can all relate to. Mm. And even if you can't relate to it, you may have dealt with it in some way, shape or form. And maybe you can acknowledge that today, listening to some of these stories. We have Dr. Jody Richardson. We have so many texts and calls talking all things anxiety. We have Michelle Infantry Gully on the phone. Hello, Michelle. Hi, how are you? So good. Michelle, what's your question for Dr. Jody this afternoon? I think I've developed some severe agoraphobia after not just lockdown, but my son also passed away in May this year. Mm. And mm. I 
go back to work for the first time in 20 years. Wow. Um, I've got to apply for jobs. I feel like I can't speak yeah. with job interviews. It's like I lose all my words. Um, I just, I start having panic attacks and start shaking and I can't breathe. And uh, yeah, I know I need to get back out there and get a job, but I, I don't know how to get back out there. Um, wow. Oh, Michelle. Hey, thank you. I'm really sorry to hear about the passing of your son. Look, you are, you're experiencing emotions and challenges that are really normal given the circumstances that you've been in with, you know, with the, 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 the loss of your, your son and also lockdown. I presume you're Victorian like us, are you? Yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. And before yeah. lockdown, Ryan, my son was in ICU for many years and then he was palliative mm. care at home on life support for the past four years of oh, his life. Michelle. So we've been in isolation for about five or six years. Basically, oh, yeah. now I have to walk out the door, and I, I don't know how. I don't know how to be near everybody anymore. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That's something that's you know perfectly understandable given your circumstances. Have you got some? You know what? What? What I would say is that you're experiencing you know normal human emotions for very you know difficult circumstances. For one, um, you know one of the things that that does help is, I guess looking at um, what brings you a sense of meaning, what might help you to, to, to take, you know, a step in a direction, whether or not that's out the door or, you know, a step in the direction of something that's really meaningful for you to be perhaps a part of a group, maybe, maybe some, are you getting some grief counselling? Are you getting some support from that point of view? Yeah, I definitely am. And I, I've started doing a TAFE course as well um, to get some qualifications to be able to get back into work. My mm. son was severely disabled, so I want to get into work with caring for people oh. with a disability. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I, yeah, mm. I'm just struggling with the interviews and speaking mm. to people and just getting, yeah, feeling like life is going to be somehow normal again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What 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 we do know is that when when our emotions are very very high, it is hard for us to kind of, you know, articulate what we want to say, and that, you know, what one of the things that that would be really lovely and important for you to to do if if you able to, aside from seeking you know professional help, because I think you'd really benefit from that, would be to bring a mindfulness practice into your day. Uh, and to work on uh, bringing a regular exercise into your day if you can, even if that's just at home. Those things will help you in the short term, but some really lovely support and therapy and counselling would be um, really something that would make such a difference for you. Yeah, we're sending you all our love, Michelle. Uh, please reach out to us behind the scenes here at The Light if we can help you further, Michelle. We have some great support networks here. And uh, that's a lot that you are dealing with. Our biggest love and prayers to you. And we've got Jen in Ringwood as well. Hello, Jen. Good morning, guys. Um, just wanted to ask you, Dr. Jodie, I have a 17-year-old daughter who's um, struggled this year along with um, everyone else. She is a bit of a closed book and she's not really open with um, how she's feeling. Um, my husband and I said to her during the middle of the year, if you can't talk to you know, dad or I, then you know, a teacher perhaps, it got to the point where I just thought I have to make an appointment to see a GP. So I booked her in to see one of the um, younger female doctors, which was recommended to me by one of the girls on reception. And 
um, when we told her last night, it was almost a sense of relief that, oh, thank goodness, some, you know, some help there. Yeah. Is there some help there? But yeah. the question I just wanted to know is, should I go with her into the appointment or should I wait outside or should I go in and sit for a while or what sort of questions would the doctor ask her? Just wanting to get some context around how that process works. Oh, of course. Oh, Jen, I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled. I was, my, my shoulders dropped when you said that she's happy to go mm. and see the doctor. It's so important. And look, I, I first and foremost, I'd ask her, mm. ask her, you know, I mean, at, at 17, she's quite able to go, obviously, in, um, from, from a legal perspective, go in and see the doctor on her own. Um, the doctor is, you know, it, for, for those people listening, if there is ever... Uh, a safety issue with any children that doctors are obligated to let parents know. So if there was ever any questions around safety, then then you would be informed. But often what can work really nicely is to arrive at that compromise, like you suggested, that perhaps you can go in together and help put some context around what's been happening for the doctor and and then maybe uh, find it an appropriate time when she might like to speak to the doctor alone. If you ask her, she might be really happy to have you there and uh, it's, it's helpful to get those insights. The, the sorts of things that, that you, you uh, expect to happen in the appointment will be a conversation about kind of what's been happening. Um, the doctor may perform a, a, an assessment where it's a, a Q&A um, around uh, trying to sort of quantify where she's at in terms of her mental health and anxiety. And beyond that, then the doctor, once they've identified what would be the best course of action, may look at helping or creating a mental health care plan for her, which is private and confidential, and that entitles her to um, your family to a rebate on the costs of med- uh, psychological counselling, and uh, they'll also provide a referral to a psychologist as well if the doctor thinks, thinks that that's going to be the next best step. Yeah. So there's some of the things to expect. That's wonderful. Great advice there, Jody. Thank you to everyone that has taken the time to call in this afternoon. We have one more break. We'd love to have a whole afternoon with Dr. Jody. We would. We have enough phone calls. So many people. Oh. I think what we're finding oh. is there's no one actual circumstance where anxiety is ever the same for no. any one individual. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as you're listening to these stories, you might be able to relate to them, but understand your anxiety is your own if you want to have a... A little moment with Dr. Jody. We might be able to squeeze you in. one 300 Our final break with Dr. Jody, incorporating Mental Health Month here with Lucy and Kels Relate on the way next. 89.9 The Light, positive radio as the rain pours down, but there's a lot of hope on the horizon. This month has been amazing. Lucy and Kel Relate, the month of October, Mental Health Month, and today we are wrapping up the fifth special, one-hour specials every Friday, today with Dr. Jody Richardson talking anxiety. Oh, we've had so many people calling on the text. I wish we could just talk for 17 hours about this because it's uh, something that affects us all in many, many ways. Uh, we have time for a couple more calls, so let's get straight to them. Ella in Werribee, welcome to the show. What's your question for Dr. Jody? Um, so my question for Dr. Jody is I have anxiety. I've been struggling with it since I was 14. And I get panic attacks almost every day, which is really hard to cope with. Mm. So I was wondering, what's your um, recommendations on how I can help stop them um, becoming regular? Mm. First of all, I'm sorry to hear that this is what you're experiencing. I have experienced panic attacks 
before myself on two occasions and they are horrendous. They're really scary and awful. And what I can say is that, and Cal said it before about it being counterintuitive. And, you know, one of the things that, that we do when we, we feel the anxiety building, it, it, we, we become more tense, we become more anxious and the anxiety can become you know, so big and overwhelming that we end up in such, you know, such a state that our fight or flight uh, response is off the charts and we end up having this panic attack, which is really, you know, really debilitating. When you feel the anxiety beginning to bubble up, um, one of the things that is counterintuitive but makes such a difference is the idea of practicing developing a willingness to experience whatever it is that you're feeling. And there's a really great YouTube clip on YouTube, on YouTube called The Struggle Switch by Dr. Russ Harris. I'd really encourage you to have a look at that. It talks about how anxiety becomes amplified the more we struggle with it. Mm. We struggle with it because we don't like it. We don't like how it feels. It, it feels pretty awful and so we, we sort of want it to stop. But when we can make a room for this discomfort, we can see it for what it is, put a couple of strategies into place, like some big, deep breaths. If you put those daily, you can draw on them when you need them. Then we can, we can actually sort of help to settle the anxiety before it kind of tips over that tipping point. So uh, uh, that, would be, that would be my advice. Of course, I, I'd love to see you seeking some help. But, uh, you know, the idea of making room for the feelings, uh, learning how your anxiety feels so that when it's bubbling up, you can start to put a couple of practices in to settle it down. And, uh, yeah, definitely reaching out to get that support that will make such a difference for you as well. Thank you, Ella. And also, thank you to everyone who's being so brave ringing up. These are hard things to talk about, especially when you suffer from anxiety. So the call is just absolutely incredible. Uh, we've got time for Michelle in Ringwood. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. What's your question this morning? Um, my question is about the art of co-regulation. Mm. Mm. Okay, so explain that a little bit for people who may not understand that, Michelle. Okay, so to give some context, I have my own mental health issues and I live by myself with my 10-year-old son who has anxiety and at times both of us get really on edge and we work each other up quite quite a lot and I just wanted to get some insights about how to manage those moments because I imagine, especially for a lot of people, going back out into society and having these people having these anxious moments in front of us when we're on edge as well, what are some things we can do to manage mm. that be derailed by someone else having anxiety in front of us? Yes, it's, you know, it's a contentious word at the moment, Michelle, but anxiety is contagious. We know that when our children are really stressed and wound up and anxious, that it rubs off, off on us and the same goes in reverse. And so it, the, the idea of co-regulation is that when we're calm and our nervous system, you know, is in a, a nice calm zone, we can share that calm with, you know, with our family or, or our friends, of course. And so if, I guess if your son is, you know, feeling really anxious, what can you do to help maintain your own sense of calm in that moment? Now, it's not necessarily an easy thing to do and, and it might mean that you have a, a sign on your fridge to say take some deep breaths maybe do it together uh, you might need to validate for him I can see this is really really hard for you right now and I understand because that's 
that's letting him know you've seen and heard him and you know spend a little bit of time with him then maybe have a little bit of time out for yourself to gather yourself so that you can come back and be supportive um sometimes i think too when we're anxious as parents and we can feel our kind of emotional temperature rising if our kids are around and we feel like our buttons are being pressed a little bit i think it's quite okay to say look i'm feeling a bit you know, edgy, a bit anxious, a bit, you know, like I need a little bit of space, a little bit of time. Can I have a few minutes? And my daughter will always say, right, let's take some big, deep breaths, mum, <laughs> um, because they learn it at school. And so it, there's nothing wrong with taking a bit of time for yourself too so that you can bring your nervous system to a point where you're you're in a better state to sort of support yourself and support other people. Mm. But, yeah, it definitely can make things tricky when you're both getting anxious oh, together. Really, tough. really tough as well, yeah. Well... All I can say, Dr. Jody, is how much do we owe you? Because that was a great session for me. <laughs> the last hour, I've learned so much. Uh, touching on things like exercise as well, how important so it's getting important. out and maybe walking, getting some exercise mm-hmm. into to manage mm-hmm. stuff. It's very almost impossible to wrap up in a neat little package. Mm. One last parting thought, Dr. Jody, in regards to anxiety and dealing with mental health. But if there is something you'd like to leave the Light family with mm. before you head off into the afternoon, we'd love to hear it from you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. It's making me anxious having to think of one thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, you know, I think that it's a really normal human emotion. We all get anxious Mm -hmm. when it's getting out of hand. It's getting in the way of daily life. So when you you can see that happening, then, and it's overwhelming and extreme, that's when it's really time to reach out for some help. Mm -hmm. And the sooner the better, it's treatable, it's manageable. And you can really live a really rich and full life with anxiety. And, yes. and that's really, I guess, the, parting, the, the best parting message I, I can share with you today. I love that. I love how open you are about your own journey as well, Dr. Jody. I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, the psychologists out there have everything together. But even Steve Biddulph the other day, he said the best psychologists, the best clinical psychologists and psychiatrists are people who have dealt with their own trauma or are dealing with their own trauma and have walked that journey. They are always a league above anybody who hasn't. So you have been extraordinary, Dr. Jody. I hope we can have you back on the Lucy and Kel show because you have just been wonderful i just can't express enough how how your words are just so healing are they they just they just reaching into lives across melbourne this afternoon you've got such a gift jody so i would love to have you back i'd have you back every day if i could (laughs) but uh, thank you so much for your time you've been just such a treat Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'd love to be back whenever you're ready to have me back Excellent. Lucy and Kel Relate will be back to wrap it up after this. We're wrapping up Lucy and Kel Relate for the month of October, Luce. Five one-hour specials all done and dusted. Every single expert that came on board, exceptional. And that includes the amazing Dr. Jody Richardson. This last hour has been exceptional and so has the Light family in being so open and vulnerable about that they're dealing with their own anxiety and, and, and being brave enough to be on the radio and ask the questions of Dr. Jody. It's been exceptional 60 minutes. Yes, hasn't it indeed? Talking about anxiety. On average, one in four people, one in three women and one in five men will experience anxiety at some stage in their life here in Australia. In Australia, it's it's so common. We all deal with it. I suffer from anxiety uh, at the moment. It's something I have walked. Dr. Jody, the incredible psychologist we spoke to, also has dealt with it. It is very common. 
and there is so much help available and that's what we've learned we've learned that one of the best things you can do is not do it alone go see your gp see a great gp as well by the way go see one that's going to walk this journey with you get your mental health referral see a psychologist there are so many things you can do to help you live your best life and reaching out and getting help is one of the very first things you can do also some great tips about breathing and when we stop in a and our whole central nervous system is just freaking out one of the best things you can do is just stop and try and concentrate on your breathing because that signals to your brain that you're actually okay and just that one little thing if that's all you take away today that's such an important thing to 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 remember a massive thank you to Dr. Jody for her hour today. Thank you to everyone who called in, who texted in, who watched the stream. Thank you to all our guests over the last five weeks. Dr. Susan Meerling, Justin Coulson, Dr. Justin Coulson, Dr. Steve Biddulph, Dr. Michael Carr-Greg, all these incredible people, some of the best brains in Australia, the most incredible speakers about this topic. And what I loved about all five of them is they were all so warm and compassionate and empathetic and loving. And I think we have to remember to be that way to ourselves as well love yourself be gentle with yourself on this journey because life is hard but there is so much help out there for you and there is an incredibly bright future ahead of you how you're feeling today is not necessarily where it's going to end in fact it's not going to end that way so please get some help this particular episode, this last hour with Dr. Jody, will be replayed on Sunday morning, 10am, and all of the one-hour specials across the Mental Health Month of October up online, including this one very shortly at thelight.com.au. If you want any of those resources, we covered so many topics over the course of the month. And to say that this particular style of program that Lucy and myself and the tens and hundreds of other people behind the scenes that have thrown this together as well, Lucy and I, I have very little to do with it. Lucy has a lot and everybody else. A team, a whole team of producers. and and Joy Joy and Azen and everybody behind the scenes, MJ, our content director. To say this has been received well is an understatement and Lucy and I will move forward to see if we can't incorporate something like this into Lucy and Kel for breakfast in an ongoing basis because the year 2022 is not guaranteed to be fantastic. (laughs) So we need all the help we can we, indeed, indeed. It has been absolutely wonderful spending Friday afternoons with you. I will absolutely miss this. Uh, Light family, you're incredible. You are just wonderful and you're all doing so well. And if you are listening and you want a little bit more guidance, remember the Light Care line is there for you, 9583CARE, and they can help you and put you through to other services if you need that. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Have a good afternoon, a dry, safe afternoon. And we can't wait to catch up with you again on Positive Radio right here at 89.9 Alight.